welcome back. It's Kate from Zen Stitching and we're popping in again for another of our artist chats as part of the Making Zen online retreat. So this afternoon we have the pleasure of dropping into Heidi Park's studio and I'm super excited to be chatting with her again today. So I'm just going to So it's wonderful to see so many people joining in. I hope you're getting super excited about the Making Zen online retreat next week. Hi, and it's so is. wonderful to see you, Kate. You too. Look at you. You've got bare arms it and everything. It must be lovely and warm. It's suddenly really are. beautiful here in Milwaukee. <laughs> also, <laughs> I, I won't skip a oh, chance it's... to wear a quilted tank. So. It's, uh, yeah, it's on oh, ramp. <laughs> Fair enough, too. I had no Thank idea you. that yeah. was quilted. It's, um, it's very subtle. It's just black thread quilted on a black fabric background, but. Yeah. That's lovely, though. So when did you say it's quilted? It's two layers of fabric no, that you've got like stitched quilt. together? So it's a silk no. cotton blend, and internally it's a white cotton muslin. And there's a layer of cotton batting, you know, because I have so many batting scraps from making quilts. And at first I thought it was just a oh, winter layering piece, but I've been trying it out. This I, I visited my mother in Florida recently, and that was the first time I wore it just as a tank top. And it, I was not too hot there, so oh, <laughs> it's probably fun. fine anywhere. Thank that you. is so fun. I love it. Um, I, yeah, and I love that it's multi-purpose, so you can kind of wear it underneath something or you can wear it as is. So for people who are traveling a lot and you want to travel light, you can kind of have it as a, a multi-purpose um, clothing of yeah. um, of choice, so to speak. And I love how it's white on the inside. I could imagine that it's mm -hmm. just as beautiful with the black I wear and it white stitching as yeah. well. <laughs> oh, do you? Mm -hmm. oh, reversible too oh my goodness <gasps> you are a very you. yeah person. you know you're reminding me i have to grab my brooches i just love having things that are wearable it's such a nice way to you know really clearly show what i do and what i love so for example yes yeah, and that yes. must be a, a magnetic clasp, mm -hmm. that one. Yeah, yes. yeah. there's I a lot it. of cool magnet stuff yeah. in the quilt world because we want a needle minder, something that can just hold our needle when sewing. But it's, mm -hmm. um, you know, very gentle on the fabric if you don't want to be poking it too many times with a safety pin. But the, the brooch can be made either yeah. way. So very easily accessible option with a safety pin and then also something more fancy with magnets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely adore it. And again, I love how it's um, combining, you know, it's multi-purpose. So not only is it a brooch, but if you wanted to, you could also collect your pins and your needle and everything whilst you're working as well. So it's, yeah, uh, all these things that have and more even than if one it's, purpose. You know, oh, if that. there's no magnet, 
if it's puffy enough as a brooch, you could just stick the, stick the pin in there and it might be more secure too. So, yeah. Oh, how much fun. A wearable pin cushion as yeah. a brooch. I never thought of that. Yeah, because I, I know you can get like ones that you put around your wrist and all that kind of stuff, but having it up there, I think is a little bit more user-friendly yeah. for me you don't anyway. Be it's, it's wiping something and, and then scratch yourself. Yeah, totally. How did you um, come mm. up with the idea for creating well, a brooch? you were very helpful emailing me early on, way before we started, and asking me to brainstorm about things. And I was very aware that I only had half an hour to teach something. And last year for Making Zen, mm. I taught mm. hand quilting, and I took my hand quilting with me on an airplane and flew out to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And it was just so fun to, to be playful about that short time period. And this year I wanted to film it entirely mm -hmm. in my home studio. And I wanted to have something that folks could start and finish with me. So I can easily make a brooch like this in mm -hmm. 15 minutes. So for a half hour class, it seems reasonable that a student could feel very successful right away. And I was just going through in my mind of different yeah. options of what could we make that was fast, that would create that feeling of success. Some of the other ideas I was floating around were, um, you know, a small quilted bowl or a quilted box, something for storing mm -hmm. things. And I kept being drawn back to the brooch because it's something that can leave the house with me. So it's a conversation starter. And then I realized that it would be possible to make it um, environmentally friendly and sustainable as well, because you can wrap this around a magnet or you can use just fabric, but you can also take a lid from the recycling bin and wrap everything around the lid. Or if you use mason jars or ball jars a lot, those can get dented or rusty or have issues mm -hmm. and you can't use them for food anymore. And that disc is a great yeah. surface to be able to make a brooch around. And that, that idea of sustainability seems so interwoven with your approach and um, you know, my, yes. my passions. I knew I wanted to do a giveaway in our bonus section for these vases that I make. And they're made around little glass jars. So this at one time had a little pistachio dessert treat in it from Whole Foods. And now mm -hmm. it makes a nice waterproof vase. And, and I just loved the idea of marrying mm -hmm. those two concepts. So whenever there's a perfect storm like that, mm -hmm. a fast, wearable, easy for beginners to make, tying in with the item in the bonus package, I, it was the chef's kiss answer. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mm -hmm. mention upcycling too, which is another awesome thing too. So it, it's really cool. And I love it because up until very recently, uh, we weren't allowed to uh, recycle caps. So caps got thrown out, but the bottle got recycled. So I'm like, <laughs> I could never quite fit, understand why. So to be able to take them and turn them into something wearable yeah. and beautiful i think is quite lovely that's such a good point yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we've got lots of people exactly
exactly and lots of people are writing in saying that the it's such a wonderful concept and they can't wait to take your class so it's um it's yeah it's so exciting to be able to combine creating with recycling with making something beautiful and also within a reasonable time frame as well because some sometimes we just don't have the hours that we would like to play in the studio but we do have half an hour or so that we can sit down and you know have fun play and once you kind of get started you'll probably want to keep making a whole lot more which I'm sure you you've kind of gone <laughs> yeah, down sure that path sure a bit as well <laughs> I've, been, I've been making so many <laughs> and then you know I want to make some that are just embroidered and not quilted and I made a bonus video for students where I'm just silently making a brooch, um, ASMR style. I like to do that for most of my classes. And in that one, I just used a vintage piece of embroidery. And, and so now I'm, I'm bubbling up of what if it's not a quilted brooch? What if it's an embroidered brooch? And it, yeah, it's very addictive. <laughs> oh, it it totally is. And it really, um, like you say, once you kind of start delving into it, there's so many opportunities and different things that you could incorporate into a brooch. But it, going back to what you have and upcycling and all that kind of thing, like you can go to the thrift stores and you find all these half started textile pieces that someone thought they really wanted to do but didn't have the time or the inclination or whatever so even turning some of those into brooches could be lovely too those oh, little yeah. bits and pieces yeah. i have a nice stash of things mm. like that from the mm. wisconsin museum of quilts and fiber art every year they have a rummage around father's day and that has lots of those abandoned unfinished projects and some of them are just so sweet and charming and um you know, maybe the whole thing will look a little dated or just not be finished, but there's usually, you know, a moment in there that if you use your little magnifying glass to find, you know, imagine to spot, mm -hmm. to spot something to make a brooch, it would just uh, be really sweet, it would tell a neat story. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes that's a really helpful way of looking at something rather than like, looking at the whole piece and discounting it is looking at a section of it like you say the magnifying glass and um even just doing that means you might find a few magical moments in a piece um so then it's uh getting over for mm. me it would be the fear of cutting it up but once you got over that and then you could start playing with it and turning it into other things as well i think that's um mm -hmm. where the magic really starts yeah, to happen definitely yeah um, you know another thing that i loved about the brooch idea being so short and sweet is goes all the way back to when i did my first yoga teacher training program i began it in 2012. it was a year-long program with rolf gates he's just a wonderful yoga instructor has written several books and his motto for us in going in and teaching was we want our students to feel successful like two thumbs up worth of successful and that that being the number one goal as a teacher i was already a high school art teacher i i ultimately taught for nine years in high school art and it was such a fresh way of thinking that feeling successful was the number one goal. And I think that that's influenced all of my work in the decade plus since I took that class with him towards 
how, how can I help folks to feel successful? There was a really nice um, comment in the chat because people who purchased the bonus package are already watching and learning and making, making brooches. And one of them asked me mm -hmm. why I used aluminum foil. There's a special trick with the iron and wrapping foil around a cardboard cutout. And I shared with them that the re you can do it without ironing. It's possible to carefully turn the edges, but to use that tool makes it so much easier to get a smooth edge. And, and I shared with them that step is in there because I want you to feel successful. I want it to be as easy and smooth a process as it can be. Yeah, and I love that too, because um, quite often um, as the teacher, you're so familiar with all of the processes and all the steps and you've been doing it for so long, it's second nature. So it really means kind of taking a step back and identifying where people might kind of stumble a little bit or can't quite figure out what to do or how you get it looking as good as the teachers, you know, because um, that's always something that you're aspiring to. So that I, I love that you're thinking, always thinking of the end result, which is the person walking away and feeling good about what they've done and enjoying the process, as opposed to feeling mm -hmm. frustrated and not being able to, to do Correct. it, which Absolutely. is not much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and talking about that, Heidi, you've got a lot of things coming up. You're a very busy person, so I'm so thrilled to, to be able to chat with you today. Would you like to share some of the things that are super sure. exciting for sure. you that you have lined um, up? Oh, where, where to begin? <laughs> where do you start? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, one thing that is a first for me, so I'm really excited about it, is that Tomorrow, the curator for the Woodson Art Museum here in Wisconsin is coming to my home studio to pick up um, about a dozen quilts because I'm going to have my first ever solo show in an art museum. And that, whew, I'm so excited, just over the moon. It's um, a museum that has two main gallery spaces and the larger space is an exhibition on sustainability and repurposing and reuse from lots of artists. It's a group show. And then for my solo show, part of why they selected me was the reuse and repurposing that's in a lot of my quilts. So I shared with them a list, a list of mm -hmm. the ones that I thought especially exemplified the idea of reuse and repurposing. And later tonight, I have to move a sleeve on one. I forgot that um, I had <laughs> For the Great Wisconsin Quilt Show last year, I had to drop the sleeve six inches because their pipes can only go so high to install things in the convention center. So that one will be, I'm going to put mm -hmm. the sleeve back on the top of it. This will be the fourth time that I've put a sleeve on, <laughs> on this quilt. The first, the first sleeve oh was Velcro goodness. because I made it for the Piecework Collective Exhibition in New York back in 2017 and they wanted Velcro. And um, anyways, I, I will be eager to, <laughs> to have the sleeve back in the regular location with my preferred kind of sleeve. Um, yeah, that will be the exhibition opens in June and it runs throughout the summer till the middle of August. So I'm very excited mm -hmm. about that. I'm also going to be doing a 
uh, quilt along that starts at the end of this month. May is Mental Health Awareness mm -hmm. Month, and I had no idea that it's been around since 1949. I was researching my email newsletter to share the word the word about it recently, and it's it's been along a lot been around a long time, which is just really exciting, fascinating. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, so yeah. we are, I'm teaming up with Creative Bug because I taught a class, a quilt pattern with them last summer. It's called the um, Story Quilt and it's a daily practice quilt top. Mm -hmm. The pattern launched I think last June and it's been around for a while now and uh, I think a lot more people have gotten excited about the pattern and just haven't had the occasion to bring it to the front burner on the stove because I'm sure you know all of us know there's so many things we want to make and when do you prioritize a project so this mm -hmm. this month and next month mm -hmm. that quilt class will be a hundred percent free on creative bug there's no um, no free trial, mm -hmm. like it's just free access, very, very easy to watch. And mm -hmm. we'll be sharing mm -hmm. on oh, the 24th yeah. when we launch everything, a lot about mental, mental health and awareness for that. A big part of my journey with quilting was that I found it during a time when I was really um, <clears throat> going through a lot of transitions in life. I had just started to see a therapist, and then a couple months later, I made my first fabric quilt that I hand quilted with thread. And it was so soothing. It was just a balm to my soul during a very challenging time in life. And so I'm going to be sharing a little more of that story mm -hmm. about how I got into quilting, and a lot of the benefits that I continue to have mm -hmm. from stitching. And I'm sure, I'm sure that's a big part of what's drawn you to, to, to stitching as well. Oh. Absolutely. And even to this day, um, and I was speaking with Miriam earlier about it, and there is a, um, just this process of sitting and stitching, and it's very calming and contemplative and relaxing. And even when I was editing the videos for, um, for my uh, workshop as part of Making Zen, even editing it I found was relaxing because I was sitting watching <laughs> me stitch <laughs> and it was hilarious because I wasn't expecting it at all and it was quite I was in a very stressful state of mind and just this whole process of sitting and watching myself stitch oh my goodness I walked away from that whole experience <laughs> feeling so much more zen so um <laughs> so it is and um just thinking back to uh, the benefits of stitching, I've had many people uh, tell me just how therapeutic it is and how helpful it has helped them work through a, a, a tough time in their life. So I can't, I can't embrace it enough. I just think it's so brilliant. I you know, really enjoyed so watching your class so much. The surprise introductions <laughs> of your cat were just so sweet. <laughs> You know, you repurpose a shirt and turn it into a bag. And the way that you keep the curve of the t front tail of the shirt and the, the line of buttons uh, it w was beautiful. I love that where you leave traces so it's not 
one of those things that you just have to read about that it's repurposed, but you can see with your own eyes that it's repurposed. There was a knot yes. that you used that I would love to know a little more about. It looked like you inserted your needle and wrapped the thread around it, kind of French knot, quilter's knot style, but it was to end rather yeah. than to start. And it wasn't just looping through yeah. once like I do in a tailor's knot. So can you tell me more about this knot that you used where you wrapped around oh my goodness well that's that's really fascinating that you picked up on it and because yes seeing how different people knot and thread needles and all that kind of stuff there's a lifetime of experience just based in that with the quilters knot and the tailors knot and all that kind of stuff and I really don't know um how I came across that knot it was just one of it's one of the things that I do you know I guess it's trying to come up with a knot that ends close to the fabric, uh, you know, because there's nothing worse than a knot being up here and your fabric's down here kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of from trial and error and practice and I'm sure like a lot of the processes you do, it just comes about from use, trial and error and all that kind of stuff. But there's no, I, I don't know, there's nothing nothing so about it really. Are, is it formed <laughs> kind of just like... A French knot, or is there something? Like, I watched it in slow motion, and I love that our interface allows that—that that you can watch it on high speed or slow speed. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like, do you do do you wrap it and then stick the needle like a French knot, or you do it? <sighs> no. So I put so. Everyone's going to have to watch this um, <laughs> next week um, because always watching is so much easier than trying to d just explain it. But I put the needle through the fabric because it was a whip stitch that we're doing. Um, the needle's kind of sitting in the fabric and then I take the thread and I wrap it around the needle like a French knot or like how you would do the quilters knot I guess you would say it's just that the the needles attached to the fabric and maybe then I hold okay. it in place and pull my needle through so in essence there's a tiny little knot that sits on the surface of the fabric as opposed to behind the fabric but because it's okay. so tiny and then okay. I just wrap it yeah in. I've got to try it but <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah yeah so to Thinking about it, it's probably more like a French knot using um, sewing cotton as opposed to embroidery floss. So you just yeah. don't see yeah. the, the size of it so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've just been so jazzed about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. And I love that you saw it and you're like, oh my goodness, what's that? That's a different way of working. And because I, I think we always learn off one another and from watching what everyone does. So um, it's really funny because I don't even give it a second thought. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it's just the way I nod <laughs> off sometimes. <so. laughs> and um, going back to all of the most wonderful things that you're working on this year, because I know you're teaching and you're doing online classes. Um, you also mentioned that you're getting an intern in. 
is this to kind of just help make sure that everything so flows smoothly? I'm excited about this. It's been my friend Anja, who lives here in Milwaukee, Anja, not Anja. She's a typewriter poet and paper cutter and incredible artist. And she reaches out to the local college frequently and says she's open to having interns. And it's one of those things that's been on my to-do list forever that I've never gotten around to. So I've never had an intern. And Maya Rao mm. is a student in Madison, Wisconsin, but she stays with her family in the summer in Milwaukee. And she was just dreaming big of everyone in the world who I could maybe have an internship with. Let me cold call Heidi Parks and ask if she wants an intern. And, and so it's just this beautiful moment of manifesting and uh, you know, me being open to it, but not expressing anywhere at all that I would mm -hmm. do it. And Maya sensing that and just mm -hmm. being brave and like, she's so tenacious. So I'm really, really excited to have Maya as an intern. We are going to be working on a lot of things together this summer. She'll help me set up some yeah. behind the scenes things. And uh, later this month, I'm going to be selling some small quilts that I make. They're six inches by six inches framed on a wooden stretcher board. And I'm hoping that two Fridays from now, she will take the photos and upload them to my website and list them. <laughs> and then they'll, then they'll drop for sale on the 30th. And it's really been, I think, over a year since I've listed new small quilts on my website for sale. So very, very exciting to be able to prioritize that. But um, yeah, I'm really, really excited about having an intern. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And it's such um, so beneficial for both you because you'll have that extra help, which I'm sure you would just love. And um, so beneficial for her as well, because in essence, you're her mentor. So she gets to see what it's like working with you and behind the scenes. And um, because not only are you a fabu fabulous artist, but you're also a fabulous business person as well. So, you know, and that takes a lot of juggling. So she's, uh, she'll get to see all, all the different hats that you wear in, in your um, yes. Heidi Park yes. quilting life. Yeah, big yes. decision when I decided yeah. to start selling art on my website. I think that was two years ago. And, um, Previously, I had been more from the art world point of view that you shouldn't even put the prices of your work on the website and you know, very kind of shrouded in secrecy and go check with the gallery or send an email for inquiries. Yeah. And I found that that created a lot of hoops and people were really confused about how to get my art and then no one was buying it because they didn't know what to do or it seemed like, you know, something for people who are fancier than them. And I... Uh, you know, rather than trying to please both worlds, uh, just took a real step forward into, I am a savvy businesswoman and I do a lot of things independently and I don't need um, a buffer between me and my customers or the people who are excited to learn from me and uh, mm -hmm. put a real shopping cart on my website, which... <laughs> I was so nervous about and it's really been wonderful and I've also found that you know I don't it wasn't 
a hindrance for the art museum wanting to do a solo show with me. You know, clearly they still reached out and said that they wanted to do that. So uh, yeah, it's a really exciting step forward just in how, you know, this brave new world that technology is allowing us to have and that you know, things like Instagram are allowing artists to connect more directly in the past. I think you needed a gallery in order to even have people see your work. So um, yeah, I'm very excited to be able to have Maya learn about the back end of that because it's something that, you know, I, I don't know how forward thinking art schools are on the whole shopping cart, to shopping cart or not to shopping cart spectrum. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that's totally it, isn't it? Because you're, you're here, you're doing it, you're working through the process, you're learning as you go. I'm sure, you know, like you say, it's, it's a brave new world. It's um, a frontier kind of, in some senses, all these new ways of doing things. So I think that's yeah. the best way of learning, isn't it? So with Maya coming in and, and seeing how, how you do things, but you're also saying hey let's give it a go like mm -hmm. it's either going to work or it's not going to work and let's let's try it but it's wonderful that technology does allow us these days to be um one one step closer to everyone whether it's the craft community online or art people who are wish, wishing to buy art purchases or even for example my Maya reaching out and getting in touch with you to say hey would you be interested in an intern like um yeah those kind of things probably weren't as readily accessible or available yeah five yeah, ten years ago yeah. that, kind that of actually thing. feels like a perfect segue to Another upcoming project is that on the Sunday, the 21st, I'll be teaching a workshop on Instagram for quilters and artists. Um, most of the time when I teach, it's techniques on quilting or mending, occasionally on hand yoga, which is part of my making Zen class also. But a few years ago, at the beginning, <clears throat> excuse me, of the pandemic, I taught some classes on how to teach online because I knew a lot of people were in the same boat as me and we needed to pivot. And I had some great ideas about how to teach online. I was doing it and I thought, let me help some of my fellow teachers and let them in on how I'm approaching. And, and it was a very mm -hmm. successful series. And now I've had a lot of people asking me about Instagram, like how to, how to have a positive experience on Instagram even, because you have to be, I think, a little savvy to have the best time. Otherwise, it can be a little deflating. It can be you know, a trap for feeling envious. It can be a, a place where you put a lot of energy and you don't see a lot of results. And I thought students and, and, and friends keep asking me like, what are, you, what are you doing? Why do you like Instagram so much? Because it's a source of genuine joy for me. It's not something that I begrudgingly make myself do every day. So um, I'm teaching yeah. this class yeah. and it's going to have some pre-recorded content. I'll be recording it this afternoon. And then we'll be meeting live for four hours on Sunday and digging in and looking at unpacking what I do and looking at the accounts of students and me giving them some suggestions for how they can engage more and tips into you know, the back end of, of Instagram, if you have a business account, you get to see a lot of mm -hmm. analytics and there's 
tremendous value in that analytics side of knowing, wow, my audience really loved this post more than the other posts. Why did they love that so much? And how can I give them more of that? And, and so I'm very excited about that class as an opportunity, again, to empower people because I have a career as a quilter, largely because of my presence on Instagram. Uh, you know, as you said, that's how you found out who I was and mm. how a lot of people find out who I am. Mm. And uh, yeah, and I just want to, yeah. you know, spread that knowledge as well, because you can be making great art in a vacuum all by yourself. And it's so satisfying to be able to connect and create community around it. Oh my goodness, I think that's where the, the value is. It's the, it is the community. And I'm really pleased that you explained that because when you were telling me that you were going to be teaching on Instagram, I'm like, does that mean you're mm -hmm. teaching a class <laughs> on Instagram, like physically on the platform? Or are you teaching a class about Instagram? So um, yes, and we've got someone coming in saying they're excited for your Instagram class too, which is super exciting. So Heidi, if people are interested in learning more about the Instagram class, I'm so glad you asked. Find out about it? Uh, there's a link in my bio. And I just recently, I've been doing some extra Instagram researching lately in honor of the class. So You'd click on my link mm -hmm. area and there are three links available now because Instagram will let you have up to five links now. It used to be one link. No, so there'll be three link options. One is my website, one is my newsletter, and then the other one says all the links. And that links to my traditional link in bio. And I think the third line from the top is the Instagram class. There's also, of course, a link to making Zen there. There's a link to a mending class that I'll be teaching in September. There are links to my uh, quilt along and creative bug. But that is the place. If you don't want to do all the links, just HeidiParks.com slash shop. Don't miss that K-E-S in parks. I have a little bit of a tricky last name. But HeidiParks.com slash shop. Will, will very easily get you to the Instagram class as well. Awesome. So, so people can go there, sign up. Now you said there's a pre-recorded version and then a live uh, gathering. When does it all become accessible? Mm -hmm. When can people start viewing the recordings and when people start uh, putting aside Access time for the live gathering? immediate. So the same way that on Making Zen, my bonus class for the vases. You get the link and the password and you're in and you see a really beautiful website set up with lots of videos. So right now, as soon as you buy the Instagram class, you're in to my password protected page on my website. And I already have some details unpacking why the bio on my Instagram looks the way that it looks. I have my six uh -huh. favorite apps that I use for editing things. So I like using Video Shop for making reels. I like using Onion Cam 2 for making stop motion videos. And all of that type of thing is already in there, really rich content. I've also linked to some of the videos that inspire me. For example, the six minute video mm -hmm. that my friend Claire Britt, who took the photo in my profile 
And on my YouTube and on my website, on the About page, there's this lovely three-minute studio visit video with Heidi. So it gives people a quick sense of who I am. Claire filmed that, and she made this fabulous six-minute video on how to take great photos of your art with a curtain, a piece of foam core. It's, it's brilliant. It's so succinct. And I think it only has 200 views on her YouTube channel. Like nobody's seen it. And it's this diamond in the rough. Um, you know, speaking of people who I would love to have take my Instagram class so that their content can be seen more because it's so great. So, so there's a lot of resources like that. Oh, he's beautiful. Yeah. There's a cat. <laughs> um, so there's things like that already in the Instagram class, like lots of rich content but I've promised that students will get a PDF checklist to go through. I made that yesterday and a video that I'm going to film today. I'll upload those and they'll be accessible starting tomorrow for folks to watch and have fresh in their mind before attending the live class. And we've got a question coming in. Someone's wondering if um, I'm guessing the live Absolutely. component will be recorded. recorded and my classes transform from being live to being on demand and the classes then become uh, yeah they go from live to on demand so anytime you want to join that class into the future even a year from now you can mm -hmm. take the class the vase class was the same way so i taught it once live with some pre-recorded content that was just me and the camera and then a class with real students in the Zoom. And they just, to your point earlier, real students ask the questions that I as a teacher can't even think of asking. They, they have that mm -hmm. rapport or they can't quite get something. And then you know, it, it helps me reveal something more important that I, I didn't quite catch. So that yeah. will be available for a very long time as an on-demand class. And those classes I update pretty frequently as well. My assistant Kat, who's my oldest mm -hmm. friend, we met back in junior high. Kat is my assistant and she mm -hmm. works for me wow. six hours a week and she keeps those classes really up to date. So even classes that were done two years ago, she's gone in and like, I realized I could use an accordion to make the supply list look a little sleeker. And she goes back and updates them and keeps them looking nice. And uh, sometimes if I have a new, new idea, right? New brainstorm for that subject, I'll go in and I'll add another video because it's all hosted on my website and I can always edit the class. So uh, that one, if, if there's big changes to Instagram, I can see myself a year from now saying, oh, now the the best practice has changed a little and, and and giving an update on there but it will be it's really fun to have it be live and for participants in making zen in my pdfs for the class i do have a coupon code for making zen people to get 10 percent off of all my on demand Ooh. classes and Ooh. the instagram class so it's well worth logging in and checking on that. Oh my that goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's so generous.
Oh, Heidi, you are a, a wealth of creativity, a wealth of inspiration, and also a wealth of generosity. It's been so lovely to chat with you today. I could chat with you for much longer, but my cat's telling me it's time to stop. <laughs> oh, I, I need an advocate for sewing like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good. Yeah, she told me when it's time to stop and also when it's time to take breaks because she likes to play frisbee. So we have to take frequent breaks to um... well, we must just listen. Kate's saying so long. This is a beautiful event and I'm so mm -hmm. excited to be part of it again. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're most welcome. And thank you too, Heidi. So yes, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's wonderful to have your participation and lovely to catch up with Heidi. Join us next week for all the most amazing fun um, for the free event. If you're super excited and want to get started straight away, there is also the All Access Pass, which means you get instant content, instant access, and you can start playing <laughs> instantly. <laughs> It's a buzz in there. It's been so fun to see all the comments and people trying things out. And I'm excited to keep track of all the hashtags for seeing brooches. What I really want is for someone to go on Instagram and tag me and use hashtag making Zen. See an actual yes. brooch made by someone other than myself. So. <laughs> Your wish will what, manifest what by next week. I'm sure you'll be seeing stories it. for sure. Yay! <laughs> 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 well, much love. Um, enjoy the rest of your day, and yeah. Oh, thank you very much, Kate. Much love. Bye bye. Bye bye.